Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back, folks, to Fortress of Faith. Today I want to play for you a program that we recorded about a year ago. It was breaking news. President Trump had cut the funding to a program that was going on in the Middle East. It was supporting, financing, a never-ending program for refugees, Palestinian refugees. And this is the one of the sticking points, pretty much why we are not having a peace solution in the Middle East. And I want to play that for you again because it's helpful for us to understand um, some of the problems that's going on and why President Trump has made some very good uh, developments there where others have not. And, uh, and I think he, I think we got a, a president who has A, guts, and B, um, he's listening to good advisors. And so I'm going to explain how the United Nations um, Refugee Program They've got a program that's just for the Palestinian refugees. All the other refugees in the world are handled through a different program in the United Nations. But this one program is is devoted just to Palestinians. And it's a never-ending problem. From generation to generation, they keep these people in this program as a constant problem for Israel and the Middle East. These are Arabs. And they're not being taken in by their Arab neighbors. They don't want to be Israelis. Okay, we can understand that. They don't want to join Israel as citizens and remain Arabs there. Many have, but they don't want to. Okay, well, then the Arabs should take them, but the Arabs won't. So here we go. Let's get into it, and I hope it will be a help to you. We are ending our support, our financial support in the United States for certain refugees. Now, I know this sounds like I am heartless and cruel and uncaring, but you need to know the story behind what's going on. The United States, under President Trump, has now officially, according to uh, the BBC, uh, BBC News in Britain, that the United States is ending all aid to the Palestinian refugee agency run by the United Nations, which comes under a dubious name, the uh, United Nations Relief and Works Agency. This is a flawed, a systemic flawed system that has created a constant state of, of victims, and it keeps peace from being achieved in the Middle East by continuing a group of people as refugees when they shouldn't be treated as refugees. They should be recycled into society as citizens, but the United Nations has continued to fail in its objective. They created this thing over 50 years ago now, and it's a failed system, and the United States has been paying one-third of its 1.5 billion budget, annual budget. And finally, we have a president 
in office that has the guts to stand up to this foolishness. And Nikki Haley, who is our ambassador to the United Nations, and she is serving in that position so very well. Back in January, I reported that the United Nations has frozen its payments to this organization that is wasting our money, creating a crisis over there. All of it is is just a scam, and we were paying into it consistently, and it needs to end. And the only way you're going to end it is to cut off the money. Let's get into the background why this is a big mess. Now, by the way, back in May, May 19th, we released an article, and in that article, I write, dump the two-state solution. This is the same solution. For 70 years, we've been saying we need peace in in the Middle East, and we need to offer a two-state solution. What do we mean by that? So that we have the Palestinians as a state alongside living peacefully with Israel as a state. It's a failed notion, and I'm saying dump it. But in that article, I address one of the problems, and it's this this illusion that we've got a group of people that are being mistreated by Jews, that they are refugees. And you need to understand what's going on here. Now, there's a certain group of Arabs that were living in Israel— in that region, before Israel officially became a nation, the British government was in control. We had what we call the British Mandate that was handed down after World War One. They were in control of that region, and they were given the job to reinstall governments, to divide up the land. And they came up with this idea of a two-state solution. Uh, the, the Peel Commission, that's where it all begins with the British government. These uh, groups of, uh, of Palestinians that were living in that region, when Israel became a nation, all the neighboring Arab neighbors, you had Lebanon, you had Jordan, you had Egypt, uh, they said to the Arabs that were already living there, come out, leave your homes, come join us in our armies, and let's fight and let's destroy these Jews This notion that they are a state, they've claimed themselves to be a state when the British government pulled out in 1948. And so these are the Arabs that left their homes to go and take up arms against the new state of Israel. And they lost. They lost that war. God miraculously brought protection and survival to this tiny infant state, Israel. They were outgunned, outnumbered, and they won the war. And so these Arabs now were left without a home. Israel said, you can come back into your home, but you must then become Israeli citizens, remain Arabs, you keep your religion, whatever, but you then come and join our country. They refused. The Arab neighbors that told them to come and fight. They didn't take them into their countries as refugees. So they were now homeless. Not because Israel wasn't willing to give them a home. Home was provided. They can go back to their homes. But as Israeli citizens, they didn't want any of it. So this this group of people, 
were homeless. So the United Nations stepped in and they developed this UNRWA, the United Relief, United Nations Relief and Works Agency. Now they have serviced now for these last 50, almost 70 years, I guess. They now service 5.2 million Palestinian refugees. They live in communities and they're consistently, they're just from generation to generation to generation to generation, now four generations in, and they uh, they live in the regions of, of Jordan, but they're not Jordanian citizens. Even Jordan has offered them citizenship. They've serviced none, 0% have become citizens. Now you need to realize that the United Nations also handles all the other refugees around the world. That's under the United Nations High Council on Refugees. They serve 65.6 million refugees. Okay, in in how they handle all the refugees of the world, they will not, they cannot, the laws do not allow them to service any of the descendants as refugees. So if a person comes in as a refugee, their children, of course, that time, but their children's children will never be served as refugees. And they cycle people into citizenship into other nations. They've been greatly successful in doing that. But the United Nations Relief and Works Agencies that deals only with these Palestinian people has not serviced any of them into citizenship into any country ever. And so they're perpetual refugees. Why? Because it's a poke in the eye to Israel every time. Because the the rest of the world then gets this uh, message. Israel is refusing these people to be citizens, and they don't work. They don't contribute to the world society. They are just takers, and the United States has been paying uh, one-third of the budget, and we have said enough is enough. And I applaud President Trump for doing this. I applaud Nikki Haley for uh, her action in this area. So what is the solution? Well, I believe we're beginning to see a the beginning of the solution, cut off the money, dry it up, and create what I call hunger value. When people get hungry enough, they do not have the things that they need. If the gravy train is offered to them, and if they don't have to work, even though they don't live in the greatest of conditions, everyone else is in there, the same boat, so keeping up with the Joneses is never a uh, an issue because they're all in the same situation. Look at these numbers, 5.2 million, 5.2 million. You need to also realize this, Israel is the only nation in the Middle East that has other Arabs. Over 1 million Arabs are citizens of Israel. They live in Israel. They enjoy living there. They are prosperous for living there. But these Palestinians, there they stay in, in a refugee status. They live off the backs of the rest of the world, playing the victim card. Woe is us. We're mistreated. 
and no one cares about, you know, that Israel doesn't care about us. We're in this trouble because Israel is mistreating us. Israel has offered citizenship. They offer citizenship to them, but they wouldn't take it. And these are Arabs. Who should take them? They're Arab neighbors. But they don't. And the refugees don't want to become citizens of their... They would rather live as a thorn in the flesh to Israel, as a blackened eye to the reputation of Israel. And these, uh, and, and this is how Israel is being mistreated because they are being characterized as being uncaring and unthoughtful and creating a crisis and stealing the homes and the property of these people and invading and taking away their homes. The facts are quite different. And so here's what you're not being told in the press. The backstory was created. Now, there are other more complicated issues that are involved, but, uh, you know, when we boil it down, that's pretty much the story, pretty much what we're looking at. And so we need to um, uh, stand in support of Israel in this area. We need to stand in support of uh, President Trump. Uh, I've not been always a fan of how he delivers uh, what he is delivering, but he is bringing about things that we've talked about doing for such a long, long time. We've talked about moving the United States Embassy into Jerusalem. And finally, uh, we have a president that has done that. So I applaud him for what he has accomplished in that area and Nikki Haley in the United Nations. Well, that's going to be our show for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.